Brian Sims, my first question for you. In and out or five guys? I'm born and raised California. It's in and out all day, I, I every knew day. The, this, is, this question is really California or not. I think that's the actual part behind that question. Welcome to season two of 10 Questions with 10 Pastors, brought to you by Gateway Seminary with your host, Tyler Sanders. This episode was recorded live at the SBC in Anaheim. This is the second season of 10 Questions with 10 Pastors. I'm Tyler Sanders, Director of Communications at Gateway Seminary, and I'm here with Brian Sims, who is Senior Pastor of Cross Point Church in Fontana, California. Recent uh, Gateway grad, got his MTS in 2021. My first real question for you is, uh, would you just tell us how you met Jesus, how you became a Christian? Yeah, actually, it's... uh kind of interesting. I was raised in a Catholic home uh, and we became, uh, we, we rapidly, as I got older, we became more and more uh, Easter and Mother's Day kind of Catholics. Uh, I did, I got to a point in my life at probably about the age of 16 or 17, I realized like me showing up on those days and people have to stand up in the back because I came probably wasn't the best for me, you know, and so uh, I really kind of had backed away, and I felt like I knew everything there was to know about God. I could, I could recite a Catholic Mass from memory, you know, those kind of things. Uh, but I began to date uh, a girl I'd known since you know, elementary school, and uh, I knew that she was going to this church. And so, you know, because she was going to church, I, I thought maybe I should know something about this church. And uh, it wasn't until an, actually an Easter Sunday she... Uh, you know, her her mother told me that the pastor's son was asking about her that morning in church. And so I thought, I better get down there <laughs> and make my presence known. And so I, I started going. I just started yeah. showing up, you know, uh, you know, not during football season because football season I worshipped at the temple of the NFL. But <laughs> for, for her, I was like, I'm, I'm going to start coming. But as I was coming, I, I started listening and realizing that some of the things that I had been taught as a child, I was hearing, you know, a, just a different truth now. And so um, I'm a reader. And so I, I actually went out and bought a King James Bible because I think that's what that's a Bible. So I uh, started kind of reading for myself and um, over, a, over a period of about six, seven months, you know, as things became more serious with that girl, she's my wife now. Um, and I realized that, you know, there's there is uh, something in my heart that needs to change, uh, especially if you know I felt like if we were going to be able to have a, a successful relationship and eventually a marriage. Um, and so I began to question, you know, what what is it in my heart that needs to change? And uh, you know, my, I had a, a pastor that was faithful to the gospel and uh, explained it to me very well. And uh, so in July, it was July 3rd, 1994, uh, gave my life to Jesus and have never looked back, mm. really. So, you mentioned in there you're, you're a reader. Uh, yes. My next question is, what are you reading right now? Uh, a couple of things right now. I'm reading um, The Unexpected Adventure by Lee Strobel and uh, Mark Middleberg. Okay. Uh, they talked about it at the uh, evangelism conference just a couple weeks ago. So I went on Amazon and was like, oh, let me get that because it, it just sounded really interesting. Uh, I'm also reading, um, uh, I'm reading American Gods by uh, Neil Gaiman. I'm reading 
um, uh, Barack Obama's latest book. I've been kind of working through that. Yeah, I've got like four or five books that I read at a time, chapter Mm -hmm. here, chapter there. Yeah, that's great. So let's ask some, let's get into some preaching, preaching questions here. So this is like big picture. How do you approach series, planning out a sermon series or themes in your sermons? Mm. Um, my, my go-to has been to preach through books of the Bible. Um, that, that's kind of my wheelhouse is where I'm more comfortable, uh, just kind of expositorily going through a book at a time. Uh, however, I'm starting to learn uh, a little bit more about um, putting together some, some you know, thematic series that still uh, stick to you know, expository preaching through the book. So um, I typically will try to plan in November I'll try to plan out the next year as much as I can. You know, sometimes there are things that have come up uh, just in the life of the church and they need to be addressed uh, sure. kind of immediately. But um, for the most part, I'll, I'll, I'll try to plan out. I like to make sure that I uh, hit a gospel, an epistle, um, and typically uh, one of the prophets uh, within a, a, a one-year period. Sometimes it takes 18 months or so because yeah. uh, uh, I talk a lot. so. <laughs> It sometimes just takes a little That's longer. That's the job. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, but I, I typically will will look at you know, kind of the kind of the history of of where I've been. I mean, I've been pastoring almost thirteen years now uh, and preaching regularly throughout that. So uh, I can kind of look back and see what we've covered, and I, I want to make sure that I'm getting the full scope of the of the Bible in that. So yeah. Um, so I try to plan kind of according to that, but. Like I say, there are, you know, some special events or, or different things that will come up that I'm, I make sure I want to address them. You know, my church has recently uh, just finished a capital giving campaign, you know, but like, you know, so going into that, I want to make sure that I'm I'm preaching uh, something that's going to lead us into a season of, you know, generosity and giving and those sure. kind of things. So, yeah. And then we have a, a couple of, you know, milestone things that happen every year. Uh, you know, when it's uh, December is our, our missions emphasis month. And so uh, Lottie Moon offering. And so we typically try to preach more of a missions emphasis at that time. Um, you know, we have uh, our church has adopted a people group uh, in, in South Asia. And so uh, we celebrate that anniversary every year. And we usually kind of preach some things that kind of go along with that yeah, sure. uh, around that time as well. So, yeah. Well, now let's let's look at it more in a micro is probably too strong a word, but the week to week level. Uh-huh. What's your what's your sermon prep like? Um, or what's t- your process like? That's a better way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Typically, uh, one one of the reasons why um, I like preaching through a uh, a book at a time is I don't have to spend a whole lot of time to to think about what the next passage I'll preach is. It's kind of mm-hmm. you know I, I spend the work up front to kind of outline and, and set up what I'm going to preach. So Monday, Mondays, I typically uh, will do all of the, the, the reading, the homework and the, just the commentary study and, and a lot of that and just compile a lot of notes and things. Uh, Tuesdays, um, I really kind of begin to outline the sermon itself. Um, uh, and I start searching out illustrations and you know, kind of get the bones of the whole thing so I can get that to my 
staff and they can kind of start preparing for the week. And then uh, Wednesday, I'm in the office all day. Uh, and then Thursday uh, is my writing day. Thursday, I'll sit down and I'll really begin to flesh out the thoughts um, and kind of start working through transitions and, and making things happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, just giving that flow together. Uh, and then I'll just let it sit for Friday. I won't really even look at it. Uh, and then I'll typically come back, you know, during my quiet time Saturday morning, then I like to sit down and go through it again and just kind of see, because sometimes you just got to sleep on it. You yeah. know, you sleep on it and God kind of begins to, to put some more thoughts in your heart and you, you realize like, okay, maybe this didn't make sense or maybe this would be better said this way. So Saturday is kind of a polished day and, and, uh, and then typically, if, if, if everything goes well, you know, in a, in a, in a regular week, then I'm, I'm in the position where, you know, I can go to bed Saturday. I'm, I have no worries at all, you know. Yeah. Uh, but there, you know, occasionally life happens and things happen. And, you know, yeah. sometimes you're, you know, there Saturday morning, like, okay, I got to get this put together, you know. But uh, uh, I've, I've gotten a lot better and have much better routines and time management. Uh, that that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. yeah. What would you say is the most difficult either passage or topic you've preached on? Oh, boy. Um, I, I think for me, um, maybe the most difficult was, um, you know, coming back from, from COVID. You know, we were shut down for a time. And when we decided to, to reopen, uh, actually the week, before we reopened, um, I, I made this, uh, uh, I preached a series or I preached a sermon about, um, uh, you know, basically it was about political divisiveness in the church, yeah. you know, um, because, you know, COVID just kind of exposed a, a lot of these things yeah. in, in, um, in what was happening in the church. And so, uh, there was divisions there in my church that I didn't even know about. You know, I, I know that yeah. there's, you know, there's some party line divides, but you know, everybody always thinks that everybody else is just like them. And, um, as we were preparing to reopen, dealing with mask mandates and are you vaccinated? Are you not vaccinated? All of that stuff had really began, begin to cause a rift, you know? Yeah. And so to, to just take an opportunity, to say, hey, let's look at what the Bible says about these things and any, you know, there's there's no reason for us to try to add anything to Jesus for for salvation or for, you know, we, we have people in our church that would legitimately tell you that, uh, you know, somebody who's a Democrat is going to hell. That's just where they're going, you know? And so it was, it was like, it was a hard thing for me because it, it was almost like, uh, you know, I, I have a friend who used the phrase, you know, take, taking somebody behind the shed and talking to him like a Dutch <laughs> uncle, you know, it's like, I don't know what that means, but it sounds harsh, you know, and I was right. like, that, that's kind of just felt harsh, yeah. you know, uh, but uh, I think it was necessary and I think it, it, uh, it had the desired result, you yeah. know, but it was one of those where, you know, you go home on Sunday afternoon and you're just like, I, I got to go lay down in some quiet somewhere because this, this was just rough. Yeah. 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 So. Now, with all your roles, responsibilities as a pastor, what do you think is a sweet spot for you? And maybe what's something that you're kind of, uh, you're still working on? Oh, 
Um, I think for me, really, the sweet spot is uh, when it comes to like uh, just dealing with people. You know, I, I, I mean, it, it sounds weird to say I think I have some exceptional interpersonal skills, but I think God has kind of given me uh, just a, a, a knack for that. You know, I just I, I like spending time with people, which is weird. I'm an introvert, uh, but I love to spend time with my people and I love to be able to speak into their lives and you know I, I you know I'm not a, a, a trained counselor but I do feel like I can give some biblical counsel in, in those times and uh, so that for me that's probably my sweet spot I, I like to to deal with people you know and they say you know pastoring would be easy if it wasn't for the people but uh, you know, that's really where I feel like the work is. You know, I tell people all the time I'm, I'm in the people business, you know, uh, but the, the uh, difficult part for me, I think, is maybe the uh, administrative part. The, yeah, sure. You know, the, the business aspect of pastoring, you know, uh, I have a have had in the past uh, for the past 12 years uh, an executive pastor on my staff. Uh, who handled a lot of that, which made things a lot easier for me. But he's recently retired, which, you know, God bless him, he, he, he was ready. Uh, but uh, now I'm, I'm realizing, like, okay, this is an area that I need to get better, you know, in this administrative type uh, area. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, <clears throat> there, there's, you know, church is not just about, you know, gathering people together there, there's still some administrative things and you know yeah. there's a there's business of church that has to be done yes and that's uh kind of what i'm working at trying to get better at so. yeah can you give me a swing and a miss you've made in ministry oh man I, man i might be able to give you a swing and a miss just this past week uh, <laughs> um gosh we we uh we had planned, uh, we had this great idea to do uh, five Super Sundays to kick off the new year, right? So January, you know, New Year's Day, and in the first five Sundays, we have five huge events. We'll use it to, you know, bring people back to church after Christmas holiday. And, um, and I think uh, it culminated on Super Bowl Sunday. Right. And so we, we had all these different events. We had you know, things we were raffling away stuff. You know, we had uh, brought in uh, like Christian illusionists one Sunday. Right. You know, we had all these big things. We did a, uh, an all-church outing to like a local amusement park. And I think for five Sundays in a row, our attendance declined each week. Oh, no. <laughs> To where, uh, like, we got to Super Bowl Sunday, and it was like a lower attendance than any Sunday we had in the year prior. <laughs> and so it was just kind of like, the, all the super was just gone, you know. Yeah. And, that, and that's when I realized that, like, Super Bowl Sunday, even even for church folk, it's kind of like a holiday, mm -hmm. you know. They're, and so it, it just completely bombed and flopped, <laughs> and it was like, okay... We gotta we gotta scrap the five super Sundays and we'll figure out how to do something yeah. else. But, yeah, yeah, but that was definitely swing swing and a miss. Yeah. <laughs>
Now you've uh, you just recently graduated, and you also have several. Uh, you've a good history. Did you say you've been at your church thirteen years? Is that right? You've been pastor. I've been the years? pastor for thirteen years. Like I say, it's the same church that I got saved yeah. in in ninety four. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a lot of ministry experience there for sure. Mm, yes. So these two next two questions are kind of related. What's something that you cannot learn in the seminary classroom? Something you got to learn in in ministry. Uh, let's see. Well, stacking chairs obviously would be one like that. <laughs> we don't have that class. <laughs> yeah, yet. That's, that's not right, class yeah. yet. But uh, I, one of the the areas I think where I, I thought, man, I did I didn't learn this was um, how to um, how to navigate relationships and things within the church when you mess up. Oh. You know that that was one of the things that that really kind of stood out to me because in in the early days um i think i did it wrong you know and i think i I really hurt some people's feelings um but uh and i guess i I, to be fair uh there have been some some classes in seminary that have that have taught me you know uh spiritual formation sure you know about uh you know approaching my calling humbly and those kind of things but as far as like the specific situations where I have I have messed up, and and just how, how to navigate that uh, relationship with people who may have lost some faith with you, or right, you know, um, you know, there's some some decisions that we make. We have to realize that you know we're we're not infallible. We we're prone. You know, we can make mistakes. Um, and just how to to move through that and, and work through that and, and grow from it rather than have it divide you. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now, the opposite side of that is uh, what's something you feel like every student, sh- they have to learn in seminary? What's mm-hmm. the one thing you shouldn't leave seminary without? Uh, well, uh, pastorally, I, I think uh, the one thing that was a, really a treasure to me in in seminary was how to uh rightly handle the word um i, I think uh, you know probably mo- the most important classes to me in seminary were theology and preaching you know just the, the two go hand in hand for me like i had to be able to know how to articulate uh, my theology and then taking what i know and being able to practically apply it to the people, uh, that it, if 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 that was the only thing I learned in seminary, that that would have been well worth it. Yeah, would have been well worth it. Well, for my final question, if you could go back and talk to yourself your first year as a senior pastor at your church, what advice do you think you would give young Brian Simmons? Um. Probably a couple of things. One, one was actually advice that I did receive. Um, take your day off. Mm. You got to take a day off. You know, I in the very beginning, I was, I felt like I had to do everything, and I was going, you know, seven days a week, you know, for months. And uh, I had my pastor actually call me and said, "Look, man, I heard you're not taking your day off, and if you don't take a day off, I'm going to come and make you take a day off." You know. And so um, that, that would be one. Uh, but then the other uh, thing I would probably say is uh, 
schedule your time well. You know, you unscheduled time just it just goes away like it's in the wind. You know, uh, that's good. And yes. having having to learn like have a schedule, have a calendar, yeah. and try as best you can. You know, the Holy Spirit will derail sometimes, but as best you can, try to schedule your time so you can be more effective with it. Because if if not, I mean, there's a lot of ways now to waste time. I mean, it's it's so easy. Yeah. You know? So um, I try to try to be a good steward of my time, and that's something I didn't do in the I early I think it's days. something you have to fight for. Really, you it do? It probably has always been true, but yeah. there are so many ways you can waste it today. Yeah. It's really something you have to fight for. Really? Well, that's it. Thank you so much. Hey, awesome. I really easy. appreciate it. Appreciate you. Okay.